Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny Hampton, coming to you with another exciting episode, another word from God. I hope that y'all are doing good today. I know today is a day in our nation that we remember 9-11, remember all the people who lost their lives in 9-11 and all the families right now. My heart goes out to you who's missing a loved one uh, who passed because of the 9-11 incident. And we pray for the state of New York today. Pray to God, just bless them and cover them and keep them safe. But also, I pray for all the people who are missing a loved one right now, who's missing their mother, their father, their brothers, their sisters, their cousins, their nieces and nephews, their uncles and aunts. Uh, I pray for anyone, not just in the United States, but all over the world, who are mourning the loss of one of their loved ones. And so I just wanted to say that, but I also want to let everyone know, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, because God loves you. God cares so much about you that he gave his only begotten son so that we would have eternal life. Today I have a really uh, touching subject to talk about. It's about you know you can go back home. This is for anyone who has walked away from the church, walked away from their family, walked away from their friends, and hadn't spoken to them in a while because they was down and discouraged and they had been through so much. <clears throat> but today is a day that I want you to know that you can go back home. This is what God has put on my heart and mind to let you know that you can go back home. You can get reunited and you can pick yourself up. You don't have to stay down. For anyone who's dealing with depression, feeling worthless, feeling unclear, feeling uncertain about what's going to happen in their lives. For the person who needs a job, for the parents who are trying to feed their kids and don't know what to do, for the parents having a hard time with e-learning because they didn't learn the things that their children are learning right now. I pray that God blesses y'all and give y'all comfort, but I want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He's thinking about you. He's caring about you, and he's loving about you. So I just want to just encourage you that you can trust God. You know, uh, I'm just going to tell y'all, uh, tomorrow, 9-12, is my birthday. And so, you know, I, I had to encourage myself all day today because uh, this would be the first birthday that my son, Daniel, is not going to be here to say happy birthday. And this would be the fourth birthday that my mother is not here to say happy birthday, son. But I'm going to tell you about this song that uh, just encouraged me all day today. It's, it's sung by Lamar Campbell. And the song is just a beautiful song. It says, I love Jesus more than anything. And I needed to hear that today. And I listened to that song from morning to night. And it just encouraged me because I love Jesus more than anything in this world. He's been there for me in, that, in the midst of that darkness in my life. He upheld me with his right hand. And I just want to let you know, if you feel that you can't go back home, you can go back home today because God said you can go back home. And I got a word for you that's going to just show you that uh, it's all right. And that, God, that God's love you and that he can turn your whole life around if you just trust and believe in him and not lean to your own understanding. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. I love you. I'm praying for you. You know, I'm going to talk about it. I got to bring it up about this 30-day challenge that I'm on. I'm hoping people join in with me to read Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's what uh, I've been doing. So I, I'm not trying to worry about the things that I can't change. I'm just putting God first 
And I'm letting God take care of those things that I can't take care of. I'm just going to trust him. I'm going to praise him. Now, let me uh, tell you this thing about this uh, Lamar Campbell song. Uh, this is, and, and this is, I'm going to show you that in a people's diaries of time, they can still praise God. I was at my friend's house. Her and her brother was getting ready to uh, spend their last day with their mother, physical body. And her brother was getting prepared, and he played Lamar Campbell's song. And the song just was one of my favorite songs because when my mother passed, it's one of those songs that I cling to, that I hung on to, to get me through. And you know, when you love Jesus, he can give you joy in the midst of that, in the midst of pain, in the midst of hurt and uncertainty. So I just want to let anyone know right now who's hurting. It's all right. God has a plan. He has a plan to bring you through. Even if you feel like that, he won't bring you through. He's going to bring you through. You know, in this season of my life, God has given me a word to give to the people. And I'm going to give it to the people. And I'm going to just trust God. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge God in all my ways and direct my path. And what we're going to be talking about, because I'm reading from the NIV Bible. I got the Thompson Change Bible that I'm using today. And we're going to talk about the prodigal son. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 15. There's so much uh, meat in this chapter. Because Jesus is teaching. When, when the rabbi is teaching, everybody listens. Jesus was teaching. And he had a powerful word for the people that day. And for today, that same word resonates today as it did back in his day. And I'm so excited to talk about this, that you can go back home. I want you to know that you can go back home. You don't have to stay outside the door. You don't have to feel guilty anymore because God had made provisions for you to come back home. And I hope that this edifies whoever listens to it. I pray that you would send in your prayer request so that I can pray over and then we can have a testimony shop and I can read some testimonies to people about what God has done. And I'm just going to, before I get into this meat of this thing, that you know you can go back home. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, today. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, we pray, Father, for all the families who lost someone in 9-11, but we also pray for all the people who are missing their loved ones right now who are not here. I pray, Father, that you bless them, that you encourage, that you give them strength. I pray, Father, that you open doors for them that no man can shut. I'm just so excited, Father, about this word that you have birthed inside my heart to give out. You know you can go back home. So whatever you need to go back to, I'm going to show you how to get back there through God's word. I want you to know that I love you. I also want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. We're going to be reading from the NIV Bible. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 15. Uh, and I hope that this message blesses you. I hope that, you know, that you just don't listen to it one time, that you uh, let it penetrate your heart and mind, that you uh, play for someone that you know who needs to go back home. Tell them, the Lord told Danny to tell you, you know you can go back home. And let's get, let's get into the heart of this topic that you know you can go back home. I'm gonna start from verse 10. Actually, I'm gonna start from verse 11 in Luke chapter 15. This is the parable of the lost son. And the reason why I didn't go from one through ten is because that's our, that's going to be our dessert. <laughs> that's going to be our dessert, and I'm going to share that with you because we're going to have a celebration at the end of this service. He says, "This service by men at this podcast." <laughs> Let's go. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, "Father, give me my share of the estate." 
So he did. So he divided his properties between them. Now, let's, let's uh, pause here for a minute. Okay. The only way to get inheritance is that your parents have to be dead. Uh, no one gives you your inheritance before that. But I want you to know that this father is honorable. This father doesn't question it. He doesn't say, son, you wishing that I was dead. I love you, son. Why would, why would, why would you say that? It's, it's said that the father said, okay, son, I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to ask you what you're going to do with it. I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to convince you what you're asking me is wrong. I'm just going to give it to you. And I think when Jesus, you know, was showing this parable, talking this parable about this, that he wanted the people to see God's compassion for the lost. So whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And I want you to know today you can go back home. Whatever broken relationship, whatever needs to be fixed, there's a way to go back. And I'm going to show you that in God's word today. And I'm just praying and hoping that this message will encourage you, will give you energy, will give you hope, will turn your circumstances around, make you see the power of God in such a dramatic way. Now we're going to go back to verse 11. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. And check this out. His father will say, boy, you asking me something foolish. Mm -mm. I'm just going to let him learn. And so... As we continue, it says in verse 13, Now long after that, the youngest son got together all he had and set off for a distant country. And there he squandered his wealth in a wild living. This boy was at the club. He was doing what he wanted to do. He wasn't thinking about the future. He wasn't thinking about tomorrow. All he was doing was living for that day. And I can see him being sort of proud and arrogant when he leaves home, you know. I'm gone, Dad. See you when I see you. Feeling good, smile on his face. Just knowing that he's going to have fun. Let me tell you something about sin. Sin, it may be fun. You may have a good time in it, but the penalty is death. See what I'm saying? See, the devil's so cunning. He'll make you feel that your desires, your pleasures over God's pleasure is greater. Don't let him deceive you. You know, the Bible says that the serpent was more cunning than any creation. So that means he's crafty. He ain't going to use nothing new. Get you going to use the same old thing. And this is what he did to the son. This son thought about he can be around living a wild life, looking at these women, having a good time, and doing what he wanted to do with it, living life without any remorse, without any regrets. And I don't want you to live in regrets, because living regrets is a, is a bad place. You know, especially when you had something good and you blew it. See, I know what that's like. I know what it is to live in regret. I know what it is to wake up every day wishing your circumstance would change. But it didn't change because you made a bad decision. You took a gamble that you shouldn't have took. So I don't want no one to take a gamble. But I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want to let you know that you can turn your circumstances around. And you're not alone. You're not alone. I love you. I really want to hear from you. I really want to hear your prayer requests. I want to stand in agreement with you that God would do great things for you, that he would turn your circumstances around, that he would give you hope in a fallen world. I just want to encourage you today. 
Like I said, today was one of those days where I had to encourage myself. But I remember that Lamar Campbell song because I remember my friend's brother playing it. And it just brought back remembrance. And I played it today. And I listened to it and listened to it and listened to it and listened to it and listened to it until it was flowing in my spirit. So I'm excited today. I'm excited to talk about the goodness of God because I love Jesus more than anything. You know, uh, he's my rock. He's my shelter. He's my hiding place. He's my protector. But guess what? Everything I said that he is for me, he is that for you as well. Now let's get back to Luke 15, looking at this, this young son who's out here getting down, just, just, just doing his thing, doing a boogie-woogie, having a, a great time. But what he didn't realize, that there was consequences for his action. And then it goes on to say this in verse 14. After he had spent everything that was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. And I'm going to uh, give you a little backdrop because when I, when, I, when I read this and I think about this, this takes me all the way back to Joseph's day when he was in Egypt and how God used him. Do you know that Joseph made the Pharaoh the most richest man in the world? Because the Pharaoh didn't own the land. But by the time the famine hit, he owned everything. And see, the son, when he had his plenty, he didn't do like Joseph did. He didn't store it up for a later day. He took his inheritance and he blew it. The difference between him and Joseph, God let Joseph know what was going on. And Joseph was a beaten. And he told the Pharaoh what was going to happen. There's going to be seven years of plenty. And then there's going to be seven years of a famine. But when you look at this verse, you'll see the sun. This is a, a, similar, a similarity, in other words. It says, after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the, in the whole country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him in his field to feed pigs. Things got bad for this boy, and it got bad for him fast. See, he called himself leaving home. I'm going to go where I want to go. I ain't staying here with you, Dad. This is too dry. This is a dry place for me. I don't want to be here. I'm going on over here down to where it's fun. And I heard that, you know, I just, I just pictured that uh, he was going to a place like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a place where where Rodney Living was at because he thought that because he saw the lights and the glitter that he was going to have a blessed time. But you can't have a blessed time when you're not living for the Lord. But I want you to know today, you can go back home. You can go back home. All you have to do is take the first step. Put your foot in the water like Peter did. That's what Peter did when he saw Christ walking on the water. He put his foot in the water. And you can do the same thing. Take that first step and say, I'm going back home. Today is going to be a new day for me. I'm not going to live in the same capacity that I lived in before. I'm going to turn myself around. I'm going to give myself to the Lord. And I just want to say this, and you know, and if, and if, if you're able to, and if you listen to this, listen to this podcast right now, and you're that person that needs to go home, I just want you to repeat after me. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, today, Father, I'm deciding that I'm going to start my life over. I'm going to take that first step, and I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back home because I know I can come back home because the door was never closed. Father, thanks for not closing the door, but leaving the door open. And all we have to do is knock, and you'll come open. Father, open the doors for those who need to go back home to you. Open the doors for those who need to go back home to straighten some things out with their family or their friends or their co-workers. You know, the easiest thing to do is say, I need you, Lord. And just tell the person, hey, I'm sorry if I wronged you. But I'm a new creature today. I'm turning my life around. And I'm going back, and I'm going to follow God this time. 
and I'm going to do it the way that he wants me to do it. I'm not going to do it the way I've been doing it. I'm not going, I'm not going back to the liquor store. I'm not going back to buying no drugs. I'm going to trust God to be my strength. I'm going to just trust God to provide for me. I'm going to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness so that he would take care of me. I believe that there would be such a great move in the church because people would know you know you can go back home. See, sometimes people just need someone to say, hey, Danny, don't you know you can go back home? You never, 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 never too far where God can't save you. So now let's get back to Luke 15 and NIV Bible. Looking at this 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 son, this young man. Now he's in the situation of his life. He don't have nothing. He's out here, just think. He had servants. Now he's working in the field. And I want you to know that uh working with swine, pigs in those days was an unclean thing. People didn't want to have nothing to do with those type of people who did that type of work. That's how far he fell. He fell all the way down. But guess what? We got a promise in Proverbs. It says a just man falls seven times and rises back up again. So guess what? He may have failed, but guess what? He ain't got to stay there. So I'm going to show you how to, like I told you, I said in the word, this, this parable, I'm going to show you how to get yourself back right get yourself in good with God and in good standards with your family, your loved ones. You know, uh, if, you, in the time, if you haven't talked to your child, you haven't talked to your moms or dad, your sister or brother, just text, just text and say, hello, I love you. I'm thinking about you. I want you to know that I've missed you. I'm sorry about how things turned out between me and you. Let's, uh, let's, uh, I, I want to make it right. I just want to apologize. You know what, though? Do you know if you give out love and, and you're able to take the focus off of you and think about someone other than yourself, you will see the power of God in your life like never before. But I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you and you're not alone. This is the whole reason for this podcast, that you're not alone. And see, I, I wasn't alone today. And when I would dwell on those things, because guess what I did? I played Lamar Campbell's song. I love you, Jesus, more than anything. Boy, did that speak to my spirit. And I told God that I love him, love him more than anything. He's all that I need. I don't need anything else but God's love. And I hope that this encourages you. I hope that this helps you along the way, because I want you to know you can go back home. And let's uh, go back to where we was at. And that was verse 15. So he went out and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Do you know when, it's, when, you, when you're really down like that, you know, you, you can't get nothing for nobody. But really what was going on in his life, he's been tested. See, that spirit of pride and Eric said to be broken off of him. It had to, it had to fall off of him. The only way it's going to fall off of him if he go through some things. And guess what? I want you to understand this. God says this. He'll be with us in the fire, the flood, and storm. That he will guide us. And he'll bring us to the point, first of all, that we need to repent and that we need to know that we can come to God. One of the most simple things to do is say, God, forgive me because I, I messed up. Trust me, I've been there. I didn't ask God, forgive me, I messed up. I wasn't trying to do it that way, God, but I messed up. And God gave us a promise. He said, if you know, 
If we turn from our wicked ways, he said he'll heal our lands, you know, in other words. Sometimes you got to turn away from something. You got to turn away from that liquor. You got to turn away from them drugs. That drug is not, not mind you, just a, a drug. It can be a sexual drug. It can be anything that opposes you from walking in the will of God. But I want you to know today that you can come back home. That's what God wants me to tell you. That you can come back home. And also, like I said, for all the people who are thinking about their loved ones from 9-11 uh, with the Twin Towers, I pray for you. And I'm asking God to bless you and turn, turn whatever you need into victory and joy. So I just wanted to tell you that, that Danny loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And you're not alone. Even when you feel alone, when you feel abandoned, when you feel forsaken, when you feel forgotten, you're not that way. God is right there with you in the midst of your circumstances. Now, let's go a little further. This is the, this is the, this is the bonus. This is what I was wanted to get to. It's verse 17. Do you know sometimes you can be temporarily insane? You can be temporarily insane because this is what was wrong with the prodigal son. He was temporarily insane. He was out of his mind. He was living a life that he shouldn't, shouldn't have lived. And after the testing and trial that he went through, it says this in verse 17. When he came to his senses, see what I mean? When he came to his senses, that means that when he got right thinking, got his mind right, got focused in what he did, he turned his heart back to God. So I want you to know, just as the prodigal son did, you can do that too. Don't be afraid. Take that first step. Do like Peter did. Take your foot and get out of the boat. Now let's go uh, a little further because I want to just, just, I just want you to be blessed. I want you to be able to go back home and talk to your family and friends. You know, if you, especially you had an argument with your with with, with your friend, and, oh well, you know it wasn't nothing, but you sitting there just shaking your head. I ain't gonna talk to him. I ain't gonna talk to her. No, don't be that way. The Bible clearly states when we forgive, God forgives. There's so many keys behind that. When you forgive, God forgive. And guess what? Uh, not everybody's going to accept uh, this podcast or anything. One of the things that I like in the book of Acts when Paul was giving his tes testimony, it said that some believed and some didn't. But guess what he did? He gave his testimony. I'm giving my testimony how good God is. Some going to believe and some not, but that's not up to me. It's up to God. This is God's word. This ain't my word. And let's uh, continue on. Let's look at how this circumstances and things got turned around for this, this young man. He said, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. See, he said, man, I didn't have it bad at the crib, man. I didn't have it bad at all. See, he thought he had it bad. But it says that when he came to his sisters, he realized that, hey, my father's servants are living really good. My daddy is good. See, sometimes we can forget that the people in our lives that have been good to us. So I want you to recognize, if someone's been good to you, say, hey. Hey, sister, hey, brother, thanks. Thanks for being good to me. Because the Bible says, give thanks in all things. So, you know, people good to you say thanks. Let them know that you appreciate what they did for you. The sacrifice that they made of their giving, of their time. And that's just a nugget for you. Then he says this. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against the heavens and against you. You see, he first recognized his error was 
that he sinned against God. And then he realized he sinned against his natural father. But his first thought was, hey, let me get right with God. So I want you to know I got this is the blessing. You can go back home. I want you to know. You know that you can go back home. You know you can go back home. You see what he did? He said, I sinned against the heavens. Say, Father, I forgive me. I was wrong, but I need you. There's nothing wrong with saying that you need him. There's nothing wrong with saying so. Hopefully that this will penetrate someone's heart and mind that whatever they're going through, that they'll be able to say, hey, I need you. I need you. Just tell God that you need him. And see what he'll do. Try him at his word. All right, let's, let's, let's get back into Luke 15, looking at this prodigal son, and, and now his, his, he's not insane no more. He's in right relationship, right thinking. And, you know, I'm going to show you how humble this proud, arrogant child was that we read about in verse 11, who asked his father, give me my inheritance so I can get the hell up on out of here. Now we're going to see when God get a hold of his heart and what God does to him. God shapes him. God gives him humility. God restores his thinking. He's no longer thinking about himself. He even recognized that the servants was living good in his father's house. He realized that his father was good all the time. He just didn't see it because he, had, he was blinded. But now he sees. Let's go ahead on. And then it says this. You know, he, you know, he tells his father that in verse 19 he said, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. You hear what he said? That's, this, is what he going, this, is, this is what he's going to tell his father, you know. See, he's sneaking ahead of times. He's walking back to the crib, thinking all this stuff, man. I got to get things right, man. I got to let my dad know how bad I messed up. See, before he came back home, as he was walking back home, he was getting his thoughts together. He was thinking about what he had been through. He's thinking about how he had it good, and he didn't know he had it good. He just didn't know. He just, he just, he just was, see, when you're full of pride, you don't you don't see those things. You don't, you, don't, you don't see. You don't see how you're doing things when you're doing things at that point of time. Now, we're going to look at it. We're going to go around to verse, verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. See what he did? I want you to know whatever was on your heart and mind, on God's heart and mind, I want you to know. You know you can go back home because this is what he's going to do and it says so he got up and went to his father but while he was still a long ways off his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him he ran to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him did you see that his father ain't thought about this boy, what he told him about giving his inheritance. But this is, you know, this is, this is something that I want you to look at and understand. I believe every day that he was gone, his father was praying, but also he was looking. See, this is why it says when his father saw him a ways up, because his father had been looking for him. His father was, this is what his father was doing. God, bring my baby back home safe. Uh, don't let no harm come to him. Provide for him along the way. Cleanse his heart and mind. I love my baby. I want him to come back home. This is what the father was saying to God. And so when he would get up in the day, he would go walk outside and say, I know I don't see him. I don't see him. Then he'd get up the next day and go look. No, I don't see him. Because sometimes you got to wait on the blessings of the Lord. Sometimes you got to endure some things before the blessing comes. 
But that day, see, the, the son was so humble. He had it all planned out what he was going to say. He didn't think that his father would love him because he knew what he had done to his father. He knew what he had said to his father. He knew he came at him wrong with all that stuff. He knew he was wrong, but guess what? The mercy, the grace of God passes all understanding. We don't know why would this father be happy to see him? Because he loved unconditionally. This is how much God loved you. So if you ever wonder that God's the Lord of the world, that he gave his only begotten son. So if you don't ever wonder if God loves you, he loves you that much. He sent the son to the cross because he loves you that much. And so now we see the father running, grabbing his son, hugging, giving him a kiss. But guess what? The son still feels in his heart he has to explain to his father and what really what was happening. His son about to give him a testimony because the testimony was that he was a new creature in Christ. And this is how we know he was a new creature in Christ because we're going to see it. We're going to see it. We're going to just, we're going to see it. We also know you can go back home because you see he went back home. It says once he came to his right thinking, when he got his senses right. So whenever you get to your right senses, I want you to know. You can go back home. You know you can go back home. Because some people don't know they can go back home. So sometimes we just got to tell them, you can go back home, man. What you still out here for? Go back home. Because guess what? Just as this father was waiting for his son, so is that mother or that father waiting for that child to come back home. You can go back home if you didn't know. You heard that from Danny. You're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you so much that he prepared and was preparing a place for us for eternity. I hope that you can get it. I hope you get that. So now... The father shows all his compassion and love on his son. Son is feeling good. His son is feeling great. Son is feeling excited. And then it says this in verse 21. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven against you. I am no, no longer worthy to be called your son. You hear what he said? <laughs> I've messed up, Dad. I messed up. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He's saying all that. But the father's rejoicing because God brought his son back home. And then this is what it says in verse 22. But the father said to his servants, quickly, bring the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his fingers and sandals on his feet. Bring the fat as a calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and a celebration. I told you we was gonna have a party, right? I told you we was gonna have a celebration. See now, this is this is this is the this, this is the bonus of the the compassion that God has for us. This boy is looking for his father to disown him. He he's ready to be a servant. He's ready to to do whatever he can do because he had been in hunger. You know, you know what hunger do to you? Hunger make you, whoo, it'll make you think. So he had went through all these bad things. Nobody would help, nobody would give him things. But the last thing he thought about, because what he told his father, that his father would have this type of compassion and love for him. That his father would be like, hey man, I want you to take care of my son, but I want you to understand something. When he came back home, he didn't have no shoes. He was beat down. And they say he was uh, tore down from the floor up. He, he, didn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't made up. And so, but what happens is, see, when you, when you go back home, you get a new wardrobe. And this is, this is, I want you to understand this. Remember I was talking to you about Joseph. And, and remember like this, Joseph in, in Genesis, he was in a prison. And he was in a prison, uh, but he didn't know 
that God at this moment was getting ready to restore him. Could you imagine you working in the prison? They come in, they rush and grab you, and they clean him up because he's getting ready to go before the king. Joseph don't know what's going on. This boy don't know what's going on. But if you humble yourself, the Bible says God will exalt you. So let me tell you something. This is, when you humble yourself, you can be exalted. The son was exalted. Joseph was exalted. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to know that you're not alone. This podcast show was created to give you hope and inspiration to let you know that you are not alone and that God cares about you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on his heart and mind. So don't be, uh, don't be frustrated because the same thing that happens here can happen to you. It can happen to anyone. But I just want you to know, you know you can go back home. And as we see, now I'm going to tell you something. When you come back home, everybody ain't going to be happy when you come back home. Because some people want to see you fail. Some people don't want to see you succeed. They want to see you on the dark side, on the back side. They want to see you on the opposite side of things. And guess what? It can be a family member. Because we're going to find that out too. Everybody's happy. Everybody's cheering. Everybody's dancing that you came home. But there's one person in the house. Oh, look at this joker come back. He gonna, look what they're going to do all this. And, you know, this is what happens. And it goes on and says this. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. He said, what the hell is going on here? Then he walks in, so he calls one of the servants and asks him, what's going on? He said, your brother has come home. He replied, your father has killed the fattest calf because he has him back safe and sound. See, now, sometimes we, we forget about, you know, things. And this brother is frustrated because he don't understand, man. This dude just told dad before he left that he wanted dad dead. He wanted his inheritance. And now they 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 making they having music and, and they dancing they they having music and dancing they killed the fattest cow, man. What is all this going on? So this boy's mad. He's upset. He's he's frustrated because he don't know the power of God. But this father is so compassionate, so gracious. This we gonna see this in verse twenty eight. Said the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeying you, your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who squandered your property with prostitutes come home, you kill the fattest of calf for him? That boy mad. <laughs> He's more than mad. He's upset because he don't, you know, he's saying, man, you mean to tell me you're going to let him get away with this? You know he was out here jamming, party. He was doing all kind of things. See, what happened was, see, the oldest son didn't understand why the father was rejoicing. His father wasn't rejoicing because the son did all this wild living. The father's rejoicing because he came back home safe. He came back with a changed heart. He came back with a changed mind. He came back with the right spirit, the right attitude. But the older son, it was just too much for him because all he could just think about all the things that he was doing and what he had done. Did you hear what he told his father? I was slaving. In other words, he really, his heart wasn't right when he was doing it because he just felt that it was an obligation. But this father, I'm talking about this father walking in love. You're talking about walking in love, walking in forgiveness, walking uh, the way a man of God is supposed to walk. This man is walking. He's, you know, he's showing you what it is to operate in the spirit of love. You know, the Bible says when you love, you fulfill the law. In other words, it says you owe no man anything when you, when you fulfill it in love. So this, 
this father was fulfilled and everything in love. He was walking in love. He was obedient to God. And he had so much compassion. This is what he said to his son. He said, my son, the father said, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. And he was lost and he was found. So what the father was trying to tell the son from the moral standpoint, hey, yeah, your brother was physically alive when, when, you, when he told me about his inheritance. He said, but he was walking dead. Do you know you're walking dead until you come into the revelation not who God is? And you can look in Ephesians, you can see this. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just, I can just for the sake of time, you know, I can, you know, I can tell you this. But you know, when you're not living for God and not recognizing honoring God, you're walking dead. But this son had repented. He had came back into the knowledge of who God was. So now he's in good standing. In other words, he's alive. You know why he's alive? Because he went through the fire. He went through the flood. He went through the, through the storm. And now I told you, this is why the father celebrated. Because God had touched his son's heart, changed his mind, changed his thinking, put him in right relationship where he understood his, his role. But, you know, I told you that I, I had started from verse 11. I didn't read from 1 through 10 because I want to let you see another backdrop of what happens when a person returns home to God and God restores him and put him in right relationships. This is what it says in Luke 15. NIV uh, version of the Bible, Thompson Chain's Bible. Let's look at verse 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the laws muttered, These men welcome sinners and eat with them. Then Jesus told them a parable. See, now this is Jesus. Jesus is a teacher. Jesus is Jesus. Jesus Jesus got the word, baby. He got the word. He got the word. He got the word. And he's about to give it to him. And, and, and he's going to give it to him in such a way that he's going to mess the minds up. He says this. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country? and go after the lost sheep until he finds it. And when he finds it, he is joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and say, rejoice with me. And this is what he said. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So what Jesus is saying, hey, when this boy, when someone is lost and they come back home, that even the angels in heaven rejoice. So, see, it was not just on a celebration on earth, but there was a celebration in heaven because he understands and he had to learn and he went through the trial he went through the fire he went through it and he came out a new creation in Christ I want you to know you can go back home so if you want to go back home do like the prodigal son did take the first step not only is there going to be an earthly celebration but there's going to be a heaven, heavenly celebration and let's, uh, let's go on down to uh, verse 8 because I want to just show you again. Or suppose a woman had ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and say, Rejoice with me. 
I found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, the rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner repent. Now I want you to give you a little backdrop so you can understand the, the significance of what this woman is doing. This is like a wedding gift that was given to her. It's very sentimental. It means it has such a value to her. It shows her uh, who, she, who she is and what is going on in her world. So she needs it because it's, it's, it's important to her. But when she finds it, she calls everybody and says, hey, celebrate with me because this was given to me by my mother-in-law. This was given to me by my father. This was given to me. It had significant meaning. But the significant, what I want you to see is that when one person turns his life to, to God, that even the angels in heaven rejoice. So that's why he's going to have a celebration. And I celebrate all those who know that they can go back home tonight that they can walk and talk to God, that they can turn their circumstances around. So I hope that this show has been a blessing to you because it's been a blessing to me. I thank you for your time. It's time for me to, uh, to go, but I want to leave you in prayer. Whatever was on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And remember, you know you can go back home. Oh, precious Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you, Father, for this episode. I thank you for the word that you put in my heart. I pray, Father, for those that are going back home because they know now they can go back home, that they can turn their lives around, that they can do it, that they can be whatever you want them to be. Father, I pray for all those in need of a job. I pray for the people who are stressed out about COVID. I pray for the kids in school. I pray for the people in the hospital and the prisons. Father, I pray for people all around the world who need you. Send your Holy Spirit, Father. Send your word throughout the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to You and Our Long Podcast Show. This is your host, Danny, and I want to tell you I love you. Please send in your prayer requests because I want to stand and agree with you, and I want to have a testimony party. I want to have another celebration. Love you. Bye.